Hello friends, welcome back to episode three of our Lenten series. Today is the first week that we're going to talk about fasting. Today in this episode, we're sharing what we are doing for fasting and how we came to the decisions that we came to. And we talk a little bit about what it means to fast. Why do we fast in the first place? And how can we make sure that the things that we're choosing to do for fasting are actually supporting the overall goals of fasting? We hope it's helpful for you and that you'll join us next week when we'll be talking about St. Ignatius of Loyola and the first principle and foundation. God bless you. This is a podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, Welcome to In the Thicket. I am Nicole. And I'm Erin. And I'm Rachel. (laughs) And it's good to have you with us today. Um, So we're now, by the time this episode is coming out, I think we'll be in kind of the thick of Lent. Or should I say, in the thick in of the Lent? Thick of it. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. Um, so, so fasting. Although I think for us recording, we are the Saturday after Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we're just getting into it. Um, we, we were just talking about what we're drinking right now because I've got, I, I am a tea drinker, like as in hot tea. So if you're from the US, yes. I know I have to clarify that I mean hot tea. Right. Um, I learned this now I moved to Nashville. I can't just go and order tea because they yep. assume I mean like right. iced tea or sweet. Tea. Anyways, it's complicated. Right. Tea is complicated. Yes. Okay. So I have my husband's large, like it's like a Notre Dame. It's a it's very like a big club mug. mug. It's, yeah, it's as big as Nicole's head. It's probably like, I like think it is 30 as big ounces. as Nicole's head. Yeah. yeah. If I hold I it, it you know, further like this, then it looks bigger. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I actually put it close to my head I there. mean, it's still pretty it's much. comparable. Pretty yeah, yeah comparable. absolutely yeah. comparable. I mean, so it definitely good. is shaped differently because <laughs> your head doesn't narrow towards the top. Like a, My head like does a, not look like a mug and it doesn't yeah. have a handle, That's but otherwise true. it's pretty yeah. similar. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. And then Rachel, you have tea. No, you have. Well, you like to I'm tell a tea listeners? drinker. Okay. I'm a tea drinker as well, but I just had this disgusting tea that is supposed to be very good for me for some health things that I've got going on that I'm really praying is really good for me because it tastes like mud and <laughs> I really dislike it, which is so gross. But to sort of cleanse my palate, I just have some like hot water. But the thing that is cool about what I'm drinking is the mug, which is, which is my mug also, which is a Lion King mug and it has mm. Rafiki and Beautiful. Simba on it. And I think we've had this mug, like this is like from my childhood. Like I think this mug is probably That's amazing. Nice. Years old. <laughs> like from the, when the original Lion yeah. King was released yes. and it was okay. literally yeah. collector's mug or something. Sweet. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I was drinking a coffee. I did finish the coffee. Um, and I, I can't, I don't know how we're friends. Like <laughs> the difference between coffee and tea drinkers is it's a big deal. Like, it's a big yeah. deal, you know, but we've overcome shot. the odds. Yeah. We have, yeah. We'll maintain our deep friendship, even despite that the extreme rift. Of- the ontological <laughs> difference of the coffee and tea drinkers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, oh, I feel myself becoming very defensive internally and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this, this is real. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real. I, I mean, keep- I was just going to say, I keep getting these advertisements on Instagram. I'll log in to do some, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a little bit of a froggy left over in my throat from a cold in case anybody's wondering if I'm I dying. Like how not, you call not a froggy. Dying. 
Yes, it's yeah. a little froggy. Sorry, I'm just um, adjusting my pants. Okay. <laughs> it's a cuter word than like loogie or like. Oh, yeah. Who says that? I don't know. I'm <laughs> not sure. So Maybe shocking. <laughs> young kids in 80s movies, I think that's where they oh, say Okay. Well. Um, anyway, so I keep seeing these are these uh, advertisements for this stuff called mud water. I don't know if you've Oh, yeah, seen. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. So it's yeah. like this coffee That's not what I'm drinking, but stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why would I'm you like, market it that I way? I don't know. I keep seeing them. I'm like, this is offensive to me. Like, I mean, it kind of looks offensive. like mud. This mud water stuff. It, it does. does look like mud. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty yeah. sure that I, I got my sister like to drink mud as a kid. Like, oh, not drink yeah. it, but like, you know, when you make, you're Taste like outside it. and you're playing yeah. and you're in Winnipeg and it's springtime and everything is melting and there's still a lot of mm-hmm. snow on the ground. And so you make like mud soup. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah, with snow and mud, and then yeah. and then you're five, and so you convince your sister to like sip it because yeah. Anyway, good. yeah, totally it's good. She's I mean, alive, so that's you know, yeah, that's fun. right. It's Probably has really great like kid. what yeah, is like gut bacteria, community. yeah, all that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I definitely I was, ate mud. I was doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not. I was definitely one of those kids that knew that mud was mud, and I was like, "That's not for eating." I like, I like for I, I love food, and I was like, "That's not it." You know, this is not food. Yeah, this is not food. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but it just reminded me of a story that one of my friends, who's a guy, told me once about how he was playing with his brothers outside, and they were making there's like an old barrel, and they were making soup in it, and yeah. it just had like mud and rainwater, and then he convinced yes. his brother to poop in it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, nobody ate it though. Thank God. I was really hoping the story wasn't moving further in that direction because I was like, that's just, that's just. Erin, the amount of poop stories that you have is like unlike anyone that I have ever met. It's really, it's a marvel. I'm just going to segue us right into our topic today now. That's good. We're not going there. Which is fasting. I feel like actually this conversation kind of fits. These are, we've listed some things that actually you shouldn't fast from. You probably just shouldn't eat altogether, yeah, like mud right. water and various types of mud water and yes, yeah, all good. those things. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> prayer, we talked uh, last in the last couple of weeks about prayer. Um, and this week we're going to, and, and next week as well, talk about fasting. And so we're doing the same kind of format where we have two little kind of shorter episodes. Um, and the first one, we're going to talk about our own experiences of fasting um, currently in this Lent and maybe in the past a little bit too. Uh, and next week we'll talk about fasting in the context of some of the writings of St. Ignatius, who helps us to discern mm-hmm. how to fast and what makes mm-hmm. sense to fast. So um, so maybe I'll start with you, Erin. Um, what is your fasting like this year? How are mm. you, you know, or maybe should we yeah. backtrack and just sort of define fasting first? Oh, yeah, for, we could do that. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, well, I always going to defer to my to you guys, since you've actually studied theology, wants to give us a good, <laughs> want to give us the fasting definition, right? Like, yeah, right. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know, like the, like, is there an official? Oh, yeah, there's an one? official. Oh, okay, yeah. you so, go for it because I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. So the official, the official kind of fasting thing is that um, a day of fasting should be one meal um, that's like a lesser that meal than kind of usual and oh, then two right. other small meals that together don't make up the bulk of the one actual meal that you have. So, so, so like, like, two, Ash Wednesday. like two snacks, yeah, like two snacks mm-hmm. and then kind of a, 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 a low wall meal, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that. Um, and then and, yeah, abstinence would be like no meat. Um, if you're yeah. doing meat. So like Fridays of Lent um, and Ash Wednesday would be no meat for sure. But many people do like, Ha, like do all their 
that if they do fasting on other days during Lent, they'll, they'll also do no meat. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So wait, that's something. Yes. Correct. That is right. <laughs> but I also, I was thinking more like fasting in terms of like non-meaning. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the, like if you're choosing to fast from something specific, not mm. on an official fasting day, but that's right. really important. I'm really glad you said that Erin, because I feel like I've actually had a lot of conversations with people about Ash Wednesday this year about mm. like, what is, what is, what are we supposed to do and that kind of thing. And a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like, well, not people did not necessarily know, but like, yeah, I've realized, yeah, you kind of assume that you know, but it's mm-hmm. good to have the conversation again and remind yourself even for yeah. me. So totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so what, why do we fast and what's the meaning of fasting? Mm-hmm. There was a priest who gave um, the homily at Ash Wednesday and it was, wait, was it? No, it was yesterday when I was at mass and he was talking a little bit more about fasting and he was like, we fast for three reasons. I'm not sure if I can remember the three that <laughs> he said, them. but I was like, one is because, um, is because um, it's a way of, um, reminding ourselves about the eternal feast of heaven. So it's like reminding ourselves that this life is not actually the eternal feast of, mm. of heaven right. and that everything will be satisfied in heaven. And then one is about mortifying our own desires. So it's like, which is kind of what we're talking about today, like self-discipline. Um, and then I forget what the third one is. Hmm. I mean, like, you know, I mean, maybe it's just with connecting this with like rem- reminding ourselves maybe in the eternal feast of heaven context, like we hunger what we're really mm-hmm. hungering for. I guess it's the eternal feast mm-hmm. of heaven. Yeah. Could it be something about like oh, joining Jesus. the sufferings of Christ or something like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I could make that up maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of reasons we fast. So what, what are you guys doing for Lent this year? Aaron, Rachel. Oh, what am I doing? Oh. I was going to make Rachel go first. Go first, Rachel. <laughs> okay, first. I can go first. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm still thinking about, so like basically sorry, my brain is yeah, like go, stuck go, go. on our, on our reasons Great. or the meaning for fasting. Let's so it's like detach in a way, like detachment. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. Yeah. like rem, a reminder of what we really truly hunger for, like, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then offering up our sufferings with the suffering of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. Those are Ooh. good. And the last one, that's how I remembered it. It's solidarity. It's solidarity right. with those in the world who don't, who uh, don't have food, right? So there's right. that element uh-huh. of being able to be united with our brothers and sisters who are lacking. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, we could say four reasons then. Yeah. Three from the priest and the one that I made up. Right. Yeah. yeah so, made up. <laughs> probably like <laughs> 10 reasons. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what am I? So this year <clears throat> I have a bunch of health things going on. And I'm supposed to, well, I mean, it's not like a doctor ordered diet, but sort of working with different people realizing like, okay, I think if I adjust my diet certain ways, it's, it will be helpful for me. So, um, my, my fasting commitment, which is kind of maybe a bit of a cop out, it's not actually a diet or specific kind of food thing. It's a commitment. Well, it it is indirectly because it's a commitment every week to plan my food that week and to mm. sort of stick and to stick to that plan. So it's sort of mm-hmm. the the fasting of like not yeah, not giving into my spontaneous kind of right. desires. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to be like super, super rigid. If anybody knows me, it's like, that's impossible for me. But like, you know, within the context of whatever my my guide is for that week to be actually to stay within those boundaries and mm-hmm. to stay mm-hmm. within that plan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yes, that's my fasting. That's nice. Cool. Yeah. I think what, what strikes me with that, Rachel, and I'm going to give us a little preview actually of, of the second half of this fasting, but um, you know, St. Ignatius talks about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we are to use the things of this world only to, to the extent that they help us to this, um, to the end of praising God and serving God. And then we rid ourselves of the things in the world to the extent that they get in the way of this end. Um, you know, and even like having something health wise that, you know, our bodies are, we're not just sort of spiritual bodies, but actually sometimes we have to do things like related to health, related to making sure that our bodies are whole so that we can serve mm-hmm. God in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sometimes just following the doctor's orders basically, yeah. And drinking mud water and all of those things. Like maybe that is like, it's like your fast has been given to you in a sense in that way, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, It does sort of feel like that. And I will say like, so yeah, because there is a bit of discretion in what I'm able to do and what I'm not able to do. And I think for me, and we talked about this last episode, one of the hardest things that I go through is like consistency and being consistent. So in some ways, just the discipline of you know, because I, I can, I don't have to do this. I could just sort of like wing it every day and just generally eat in quotes, like healthier Mm -hmm. and no one's sort of like on me about that. But I think, yeah, it was just sort of, like you said, it was sort of given Mm -hmm. to me with my, my circumstances that it was, there was, there was like this invitation to Mm -hmm. enter into a little bit more disciplined experience of, yeah, of my food and, um, and yeah, and I mean, I should say too, like, I, I know a lot of people sometimes like struggle with food in different kinds of ways, like in terms of controlling their mm-hmm. food and things like that. And I don't have those kinds of struggles. So, you know, that's also something, cause like you said, Nicole, we're not just spiritual beings, we're whole people. And so mm-hmm. these are things to take into account. I think when you're discer- right. discerning your fast, mm-hmm. um, and for me, those are not issues that I have. Like, I love, right. I love me some food. So I, <laughs> you know, I can, I can right. sort of, I have a free I have sort of freedom in that area of my life. So this is very yeah. good for me to to sort of be more disciplined mm-hmm. um, and specific about when yeah. I'm eating, that kind of thing. So yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's not like one, one size fits all. Yeah, exactly. It's not one size fits mm-hmm. all. And it it um it reminded me of another thing the that the priest was saying of like sometimes like we do have to look at our motivations for fasting because if our motivation is if there's a part of us that that wants to do something extreme because then we can be the best faster, the mm, best yeah. fast. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. somebody mm-hmm. asks us, they're like, oh, actually I'm doing a bread and water fast for all of Lent. Like, yeah. That's well, um, and, or that, or like if we're fasting to lose weight or if, yeah. you know, like there's different mm-hmm. and that, and that the, the things that we're doing for fasting should support like one of the reasons for fasting, if that makes sense. Right. Like mm-hmm. if it's yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Like for me, it's definitely self, self-discipline, like just mm-hmm. being um, disciplined, kind of like not being spontaneous in my, in my eating of like, oh, I just feel like this, or I'm just going to do this, or I'm not going to pay attention to this or whatever, or just eat. Like, I just want to be deliberate in my eating so yeah. that what I'm eating is actually serving my body in terms of health, in terms of energy, um, and, and yeah. And that it's like, and that I'm not eating like, for example, so for me for fasting, what I'm doing is, um, I'm, I cut out things that are just like extraneous. So like mm-hmm. sugar stuff or, you know, chips or like things like that, that are more snacky things. Cause I don't need them. Um, and then I also, um, cut out eating like nothing after 8 PM, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless I'm like super hungry for some reason, but, 
but that was kind of balanced with um, that I tend to get migraines and that mm. happens more if I get, if I get really hungry. So, right. so even for fasting days, like Fridays of Lent, I actually have to be a little bit careful. Like I do need to eat some bread regular, like I'll eat less on Fridays and I'll eat less on Wednesdays, but I do have to pay attention and make sure that I am eating enough that I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into headaches. Cause that's not what the, yeah. that's not what the Lord, like he doesn't want fasting to be like damaging to my health. Right. But, right. and mm-hmm. then, um, yeah. So then if I eat after, cause I know if I eat after eight o'clock, like it, it just makes me feel a bit more sluggish and it doesn't give me time to digest stuff before I go to bed and things like, it's not the best for, for your health to eat mm-hmm. right before bed. That's, I think a, a lot of nutritionists will say that. So it's kind of like those common sense things that I'm trying to do, but Mm. it's also helping me to be disciplined because then I have to like think about it. Or when I have like a craving, I'm like, Ooh, this would taste good. Then it's like the, Mm. like I need to deny myself that intentionally. Mm. And it's good for my self-discipline because I definitely need to grow in that area. Does that make sense? Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. 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 I relate a lot. And I think that's a really good thing and this is something that I've worked and I'll share what I'm doing for fasting too but mm-hmm. talking with spiritual director where and and priests to be like what like where is it that God is calling you to grow this yeah. lens mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. can the fasting serve that right so if yeah. it's like self-discipline then then mm-hmm. great like you're saying Aaron it's like I think it's really beautiful too because it's like okay limiting certain things but also it's not just what you eat it's like what what leads to that is it just an impulse right. or is it like I'm doing this so that I don't get a migraine or I'm doing this because it's like, this is my meal time or all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so Nathan and I started at, uh, attending um, Byzantine. Um, I referenced this now probably like every episode, it seems like, cause it's like a <laughs> an ongoing kind of a new and interesting thing in my life. But um, yeah, a Romanian Byzantine um, uh, church here in, in, or I guess it's a mission. It's not like a, full-on church yet it's really Mm. small um and part of the in the byzantine right fasting is um, intense is intense so it starts it starts on like the monday before ash wednesday is kind of like the ash wednesday in a sense so that's the day that you fast Mm. um which is usually like one meal and then you abstain for all of lent from um all meat and fish and all dairy including eggs. So basically you're vegan for Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the week before sort of Ash Wednesday week is called, well, that, that's the week where you started abstaining from dairy and the week before you started abstaining oh, right. from meat. So you kind of taper down yeah. in the weeks before. Um, and so, so that's sort of what's recommended and there's sort of like a minimum fast and then a, that's like the minimum. And then mm-hmm. there's the maximum, which is right. like, there's more, more fasting that you can do. And um, and then like, there's like oil abstinence. and stuff like that. Yeah, right? exactly. So oil and, and wine, I think you're not supposed to have alcohol as well during this time. So it's like mm. vegan and no alcohol and, and stuff. So, but with the caveat, it's like, here's what's recommended. Discern right. it for yourself. Like, yeah. um, yeah. Well, and, and I mean, so, for you, like protein is important for you. Like, I think we talked well, about that before. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's so, and I've, I think that's, that's something that I, like, I was actually having a lot of anxiety coming into this mm. because, I have had just like a, a evolving relationship with food my whole life. And like, I'd say, especially in my twenties where for a while I thought that I needed to eat a certain way. So I like was very controlled in my eating and I made sure that I had like meat all three meals. And then I was told actually, no, you don't have these, 
this health thing that you thought you had and you can eat whatever you want. And so then it was like, oh, I can just, you know, so then it's been trying to figure out what, what actually works for me. And, oh, maybe I don't need all of this meat all the time, but then sometimes I do. And so it's this, and I'll get really bad brain fog if for some reason I, I'm not, haven't eaten the right combination of things or whatever. And I still don't quite understand why that is. Um, so the idea of being vegan was kind of scary for me because I was like, how will this affect me? I don't know. Or just fasting. If I don't have breakfast, I, I am, I struggle <laughs> very right. much. And I, yeah. and my, all my courses that I teach are morning courses. Yeah. And so it's like, so anyway, so it was just a, um, a thing where, but then, so, and I also, my tendency is to become, I can easily become very controlled and very structured. So mm-hmm. for, <laughs> I've had a couple of years of my life where I had the exact same thing for breakfast and the exact same thing for lunch every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was totally fine with that. And then I had basically five different meals that I rotated for supper. Like I, I can get very, very mm-hmm. structured, very controlled. And at times it's been connected with, with, um, like anxiety and then not eating enough and losing weight really quickly and just like getting unhealthy. So I know that all of those things are part of my relationship with food or have been. Um, and so then that coming into the scent, I was like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do here? So, so it's good. And then, but with my, with my husband, he's more of like, okay, want, like wants to be more disciplined and really live this up because he's like the opposite tendency. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but we're trying to do this together. So that's been the challenge of like, well, how do we actually do totally. this as a couple? Right. So, yeah. So had some, like, had to have some good conversations with, with our priest mm-hmm. and then with my spiritual director. Um, and both of them essentially said the same thing of like, okay, both of you can discern like in terms of like, where, where do I need to go grow spiritually and how mm-hmm. can this fast help in this way? And what do mm-hmm. I need to do in this fast? Um, so for Nathan, that might be being more diligent when being more like strict, for example, he's going on a retreat this weekend with a bunch of students and they're probably just going to have whatever retreat food, but he like Mm. cooked up some tofu for himself Mm. and brought like little things of meat, like brought food for himself so that he can still be vegan the whole weekend. Right. right? Um, whereas for me, I've had a couple days where I get home from work and I am, I am brain foggy. I am, I almost, I get like a panicky feeling Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat some eggs or some tuna or just some little bit Mm -hmm. of protein. And that's, that's what I need. Um, but it's interesting. I, I, uh, the other part of the fast that's been, um, that I've needed to add is related to like social media and technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's where I felt a call, for example. And, and so I already decided, okay, I'm only going to check all my you know, news or social media like once per day. Um, but it was interesting. So I woke up this morning and I spent some time like doing, checking this stuff. And then I had my adoration hour and I was like, I am struggling to connect mm-hmm. in like with the Lord. I am struggling to pray because my mind is already mm-hmm. kind of gone into zombie tech mode whatever this morning. Yeah. And I, that was like my takeaway from adoration of like, okay, I think once a day is still good. Like moderation for me, moderation is harder than all or nothing. Mm -hmm. So if I was just to say no technology, that would be easy, but moderation is hard. Um, but I think I just need to move it to the end of the day, like Mm -hmm. not start my day Mm -hmm. with 
checking all my phone stuff, which I think is going to be really hard for me. So Mm. anyway, that's my long winded um, (laughs) explanation of my Lent. Because it was like, I feel like I'm mining this one priest homily for like all of the (laughs) treasures about this. Because the other thing that he said was that fasting and prayer go hand in hand, right? Like that that our fast should actually be contributing to our prayer life. So like if I'm, because mm-hmm. again, we talk, I talked yeah. about that last time I think about prayer, like that I'm um, not using social media or not using technology or trying to mm. use like distraction, like not watching so much or anytime when I feel like mm-hmm. I just want to distract or go into that mode of like not going into that mode and spending time with the Lord. So it's like, I'm, I can fast from those things, but why am I fasting for those things? Like it should be, that it then becomes this place to enter into a communion with the Lord in a deeper way, right? And yeah. yep. so it makes sense that they go hand in hand, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and exactly. even for me, I feel like I can really relate to that because my idea, and I think this really, like, I think you discern your fast, right? I mean, you yeah. we've all mentioned that. So it's like, you don't just kind of, you can arbitrarily pick something, there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times if we're, you know, in our relationship with God, I think it does come out like, the sort of inspiration for our fast for Lent comes from somewhere that God mm-hmm. give, like God kind of gives mm-hmm. it yeah. to us most often. I think some there have been some Lents I'm like, well, I'm not really getting anything, so you know, chocolate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, which is fine, which is a you know, which is a mm-hmm. really admirable fast. But um, but yeah, I, I think for me this this idea was also like so every weekend when I do this the plan for my week, that's not just me sort of practically planning it that's mm-hmm. like a time of prayer. So, right. so mm-hmm. like in a time mm-hmm. of prayer is how I'm going to plan for the week because part of the plan too is to feel to feel the lack, like to ha- to plan mm-hmm. my week so that I am feeling a lack because there isn't that's important. It's not just important because mm-hmm. it's like we're masochists or something we need to feel, but like mm-hmm. yeah, to have that reminder of a kind of hunger of like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. So one of the things for me is going to be like every day during the week um, from like Monday to Saturday, um, I'm going to have for this coming week, I'm going to have oats for breakfast, which are fine. <laughs> but I'm not one of those people who's like, I love oatmeal. Like I just, it's fine, you know? So like, I know for myself that when I go and make my oats for breakfast and be like, I really just want like, like, you know, toast with butter and like, that's kind of what, and I know that I want that. So yeah. it's, but it's good for me to not have that. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. You know, so I'm not fasting in terms of a feeling hungry, but I know that I'm going to, it's going to inspire me to sort of be like, okay, this is a bit of a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's a mm-hmm. tiny one. It's really mm-hmm. relative. We underestimate though, how much those little mortifications <laughs> yeah. can do. Like yeah. over time, like getting into the used to thing of like, I'm going to choose the thing that satisfies me just a little bit less. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and all of those add up over time. It's like, it yeah. flexes that. You just become more free. Now. Yeah, That's exactly. right. The sense of like, yeah. well, I have to have this. I need this mm-hmm. because I I won't be happy without it. Mm-hmm. That weakens. It becomes less yeah, of a definitely. right. Well, yep. And yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue this conversation um, next week for you mm-hmm. in like two minutes when we pause and start a recording in <laughs> for us. But <laughs> um, but thank you for joining us. If you want to share what you're doing to fast, um, yeah, and like what if, yeah, what have you discerned? What where is God calling you? And that, maybe that's like a reflection question of like mm-hmm. um, in your prayer, what what are you recognizing is an area of growth, and how can fasting help to meet that in order for you to to serve God and serve the people around you this Lent? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there you go. All right.
We'll talk to y'all next oh. week. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a shout, shout out. out. We wanted to do yeah. a shout out. Okay. Um, so I was at last weekend, the New York Encounter, which is this um, Catholic conference run by Communion and Liberation. And it's, I, I tweeted this and I got, you know, I'm, I have like, like five followers on Twitter or something like that. <laughs> but like, um, uh, some people were like, I tweeted, this is the most underrated high caliber Catholic conference that I've been to. And then New York encounter like picked it up and, you know, yeah. but I, I think it's really true. There's just like so many amazing, um, folks there. Um, and good. So I'm getting sidetracked from our shout out, but I promise it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I encourage you to look it up. It is also a free conference. So they post other talks, um, on YouTube mm-hmm. after so you can go if you're curious, but, um, while I was there, uh, my husband and I were volunteering, we were ushering. And, um, so we were, in our first little group of ushers, we were chatting with the people and um, there was a few people from DC. So I started chatting with them and uh, we talked to Gregory and he said he was studying at the JP2 Institute and that's doing a PhD in theology. And I was like, what? Was studying at the JP2 in student theology. <laughs> and so turns out yeah. like one of the cohort, there's like four of you guys in your cohort yep. or something. Yeah. And so, so My anyway, league. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shout out to Gregory. Um, it was great to meet you. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll see you. See you on Monday. Yeah, see you Monday. Well, actually, this is coming out on Monday. So we'll be so You probably saw. Yeah, yeah there you right. go. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, it's like any podcast inception. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. The, the timeline. The timelines. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. there's our little shout out for the week. Okay. And we're not doing God Winks in Lent. I guess we're fasting from God Winks yeah, today. Yeah, that's so, right. So there you go. Okay. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.